<laughs> no, it's so good to see you. And you, my bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, How you doing? I'm very well, thanks. That's fantastic, man. As you can hear, I'm very excited to chat with John Morrow, formerly from Nottingham Road Brewing Company in the KwaZulu-Natal Midlands. John moved to Ireland just over a year ago, and believe it or not, John, a big IPA fan, now works for the only Belgian brewery in Ireland. Unfortunately, the sound was not great, but I had a fantastic conversation with John. My name is Holger Meyer and this is Beer World. Welcome to the show, John. Hey, Holger. How are you? <laughs> it's very, very good to hear your voice and I'm very excited. Tell me how, yeah, we... how has it been? You left Naughties a while ago and I yeah. haven't heard anything. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been somewhat busy <laughs> moving the whole family over here and uh, and finding new work and everything. But uh, yeah, I mean it took a little while. I think it would for anybody. But um, now I've landed up at Meskin Brewery, which is just outside Westport in County Mayo on the west coast, um, which is actually in many ways very similar to Naughty's being a kind of a rural countryside brewery with a small team and kind of exciting beers and just a bit of a story to it. Unlike, you know, a lot of the, the fresher faced dogs that have come out in the past five years, they've been going since uh, 2013. So they're really well established and they also make, well, we make uh, Belgian style beers in Ireland, which is we're the only brewery in Ireland that does. How on earth did that happen, John? <laughs> um, so the brewery was started up by Bart and Killian. Bart and Killian were both, well, yeah, they were both trained vets, and they decided after many years of being called out at four in the morning to go to farms in the, <laughs> the rain and snow that uh, they didn't want to do that anymore as they were getting older. So they they thought, what what else could we do? We like beer, we we like making beer at home. Why don't we set up a brewery and see how it goes? So Bart is Belgian and Killian is was born in Dublin. So essentially the brewery is a an Irish brewery that makes Belgian beers. And they've had a lot of contact with the uh, the Belgian embassy and they've been over every year to brew in Belgium and we've got quite a quite a good relationship as being the only Belgian style brewery in Ireland. Yeah, that's very interesting, and uh, I wouldn't have expected you to go and work in a Belgian brewery. It wasn't something that I was seeking out, but yeah. after after going through, I mean, I contacted virtually every single brewery in Ireland and the north of Ireland too, looking for work. And at that time, obviously, they were still in lockdown here, so it was quite difficult. But um, I had a couple of other prospects at, I would say, slightly bigger breweries, slightly more modern breweries. And when I spoke to these guys, I spoke to them on the phone and they were just so funny and down to earth and sounded like my kind of thing. And I went out <laughs> I went out, and we had a long chat and a few beers and they called me back to go do a day of bottling to see how I, how I would go with them and the team. 
and they said let's let's do this thing so i was like well you know what i've done english style beers and german style beers with nazis why not try the belgian stuff <laughs> and uh, it's certainly been a learning curve but it's been a lot of fun i must tell you yeah and are you starting to like the beer I, I I actually liked it uh, before that, okay. but it wasn't something that I was seeking. Yeah. And now I've, I've grown a I've grown a palate to it. So I think one of the things they they don't tell you when you move over here is that in South Africa, where it's all lagers and pilsners, here the the basic mainstay is an IPA, which you know in South Africa even then was kind of <laughs> a little more exotic here. It's mm. the place was flooded with them. So when I spoke to them the first time on the phone, they said, what kind of beer do you like? And I said, well, I usually like IPAs, but since I've been in the country, I've spent the past two or three weeks just drinking IPA and I'm kind of burned out. So I'm looking for something else. And I said, good, because you're not going to find one here. We don't make IPA. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, that's kind of strange, isn't it? And they're like, no, 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 no. We've got a, we've got our own niche and we stick to it and we, we make traditional style Belgian beers mostly um, with a bit of an adventurous slant, their own kind of take on it. But uh, when I look back at what they have made and what we've got in the, the range now, they've literally gone through virtually every single single style of Belgian beer available. So they've really kind of put it out there and trying all these beers and then trying the beers that they've they're getting beers from Belgium all the time for us to to drink while we sit down and have a break. So I've been trying everything, and it's it's quite quite a different palette that you need for it. But it's unbelievable beer. Mm. I also think so. <laughs> I like Belgian yeah. beer. We just don't, a lot of people do. <laughs> we just don't see enough of it here. No, you, you won't. And I, I think that was the problem is that I never really had any kind of exposure to it in South Africa. No one was really doing that kind of thing. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the journey from or the struggle of finding work. Um, you had some good prospects when you left. Yeah, so I started talking to people. We, we sold our place uh, beginning of January 2021. And we decided that we were going to do it because we'd been talking about moving to Ireland for quite a few years. So um, I started putting feelers out with a few Irish breweries, uh, especially the bigger, more well-known ones. And I had some some really good chats, um, Zoom chats with some of the guys. So when I got here um, in the hotel, I spent most of my time doing more Zoom chats and phone calls and emails and just seeing what was available. But as I said, at that time, everybody was still in lockdown. So mm. it wasn't wasn't an easy uh, nut to crack. So when I got out, I started going for some face-to-face -face interviews with these guys, and some of them were extremely large. The one that I was um, very keen on was Rye River, uh, who are just outside of Dublin. They are a huge, huge operation, an American-owned company, um, and they have, they run, they brew 24 hours a day. So I think they've got four different shifts um, and their, geez, their uh, fermenters and their brew house are just enormous. So I started looking that at that and 
I thought to myself, it's, it might just be a bit of a, a hectic leap coming from where I came from with a little thousand Lisa brew house and a few fermenters and, you know, sitting in the countryside in the Midland. So, yeah, I, I did a couple of them um, out in Wicklow and a few other places that were kind of similar to what I wanted. Um, but some of them, well, actually most of them didn't have anything going at the time. And they were all told me as soon as everything opens up, we might have more opportunities and blah, 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 mm. blah. So uh, I think I was doing it for a month and a half or so. And I was starting to get really bleak until I spoke to the lads at Meskin. And then, yeah, it just all seemed to fall into place, which is what happened at Naughty's as well when we got there. Yeah, wonderful. And what's it like? I mean, that in, in terms of the business, what's what is the big difference or... Um, what it, what it would be interesting for us to to hear as South Africans? Um, well, as I say, uh, for one thing, IPA is just an absolute mainstay. It's like the states; it's a it's the basic beer. Mm. So, a lot of people don't actually have lagers, but they certainly do have IPAs, and a lot of them. So the whole market is swamped with the damn things, uh, which is fine. Except that, I mean, I drank. <laughs> a few every day for the first few weeks being out of lockdown and uh, after a while they all just started tasting the same it was all west coast IPAs by the by the garden so there, there's room to maneuver when it comes to style but the actual brewing community they're not as close as the South African ones um, as South African ones should I say where we really work quite a quite a family you know yeah. we, we still are um so they all know each other but they don't really engage with each other as much as the south africans do so you don't see the guys they don't have a big um uh, festival kind of uh, feeling in the country so there are festivals but they're very very small very niche and very kind of to specific counties so you only see them maybe once a year if you see them. So you kind of stick to your local breweries, of which we here in in Mayo, we've only got two other breweries that are close to us, um, and then one in Sligo that we're very, very uh, good friends with. So it's it feels a little, especially out here in, in Mayo, where we're right on the edge of the country, It's it feels a little isolated and you don't really get those kind of uh, craft brewers, powwows and those kind of things. So you don't see each other terribly often, but when you do, there is very much that South African vibe where everybody's more than welcome to, to help each other out, which is very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting that uh, I guess they also take the brewing thing for granted for us. It's still relatively new and, um, and exciting. Well, you say that. Um, when I've been speaking to these guys, most of them have only really shown up in the past decade. I, okay. I had thought that I had thought that the senior had been going for a while, but you know, besides that uh, <laughs> that large place at St James in Dublin, there's uh, there haven't been a lot of craft breweries around. It was, I think it was actually quite similar to South Africa, if not a bit later, that the boom happened here. Okay. So it was around it was around 2010 to 2013 where the older breweries started showing up, and then the newer ones have all been here maybe four or five years. So it's actually okay. a, a younger a younger market than South Africa, which is quite weird. And where do you sell your beer? 
So, as I say, we're right on the coast. So we do, like Notties did, we do all of our own uh, local deliveries to the neighboring towns. And then there, I don't know if you've heard of them before, there's quite a big brewery called Wicklow Wolf. Um, and they decided, I think it was a couple of years ago, um, because they were having problems with distribution to set up their own distribution company. So they do for quite a few breweries. They send out pallets all the time and distribute pretty much all around the country. So we've got outside of Mayo, we've got um, quite a few dedicated outlets that take our stock, but it's usually just one or two lines that they're really into. And then around here, we do we do taps and we do bottle stores, off licenses. We do as much as we can, and we try and do as much with uh, food pairing as well, because there's a lot of really cool artisan people making food and owning restaurants and things. So we do quite a bit with food pairing and uh, tours and that kind of thing. So um, outside of Wicklow Wolf, who kind of do our nationwide distribution in another company called Faraties, um, we pretty much just do it ourselves. And there's only there's only three of us, and one of us is in Belgium most of the time. So <laughs> there's two of us, and uh, Killian's wife who helps a lot with the deliveries and some of the marketing as well. And that's that's about it. So we do all the legwork ourselves. Yeah, so it's it is really similar to what you used to. It is, except. Two people versus eight people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes quite the difference. So both of us, both of us do literally everything, and we're on uh, the the brewery itself is at the foot of Croke Patrick, the holy mountain in Mayo. Um, so right in the countryside. So we're on Bart's farm. So we've got cattle there. And part of my job description is to help with farming. So I've had to learn how to drive a tractor as well as a forklift and moving pallets and herding cars and <laughs> all kinds of things. <laughs> John, the, the trade, tell us a little bit about the, the off consumption. Um, the off-consumption is, well, it's certainly picking up now. Uh, when I got here, it was obviously dead. There was very, very little happening. But since around October, November, where things started loosening up, there's been a lot more going on with tap trade. And I suppose the, the South African guys might be comforted to know that they're not the only ones fighting for tap space. Um, Heineken and Guinness both take up a lot of room and they've got a lot of power in what happens on those taps. So luckily we've got a really good relationship with the local folks here. So where we have taps, they're not going anywhere. And we do have people interested, especially with our style of beers, which they really have on tap. And there is a fair call for it out there. But um, certainly in the past, well, since Christmas, the, the off-consumption trade is picking up quite rapidly. There's a lot of people going out to drink. And we've got summer coming up now, which is just monster trade. We're going to get a lot of people coming through, especially Westport, which is a huge, huge tourist area in the summer. And the, and the bottle store trade? Off licenses, they 
they, uh, unlike us in South Africa at the time, they killed it during lockdown because they were allowed to sell. So that picked up. And I think like in South Africa with the um, the online thing, which is also huge, uh, um, it just once lockdown finished, it became a bigger trade. So off licenses do a lot of work and there's a lot of really uh, more adventurous ones around, especially the franchise ones, kind of like the... I suppose I could equate it to the spas mm. um, where their franchise art and people can make their own choices. Those guys love local beer and they love craft beer and anything artisan, so the craft gins and all of that. And it takes up a fair whack of, of shelf space here, even with the macro beers taking up, obviously, always the uh, the majority of the shelf space. Yeah, you reckon they, they're quite innovative and uh, interesting yeah, and they're they're open they're open to a lot of ideas mm. and uh, marketing ways of of selling um, artisan local beer. And okay. I think there's there's generally that feeling of uh, regardless if it's on tap or, or out of the bottle that if you're in a local area you drink that local beer. Yeah, yeah. Which John, is cool. John, what what advice would you give to the pe- people back home if they? If they're unhappy and they they got an itch, they want to move. Look, we're super happy. The um, I think it also one of the big things you have to weigh up is the uh, just making a living because you're earning euros, but the quality of life here is quite high. So you pay a lot. Mm. Uh, for rentals, for housing, for food, for fuel, which has just gone up like everywhere else in the world, obviously. Um, so you really, we took a big chance by not having anything cemented job-wise before we got here. Um, if you can get something and you can work out a budget before you come over, it's definitely a, a good idea because it's it's not easy, but the quality of life is much much better the safety factor for one thing and i knew it would happen the first day we were out of uh, out of uh, the hotel the hotel lockdown after 10 days of sitting in a room um we went out for a walk to the park on the in the outskirts of dublin and we kept looking over our shoulders and all of that kind of thing and everybody was like just relax we don't even lock our car doors here. It's not a. It's not even a thing, and literally, we haven't seen anything out of that kind of perspective since we've been here. It's been, they've been very welcoming. The safety factor is huge, and the quality of life is very good. But you pay for what you get, obviously. Mm. And have you found an expat community there, or do you feel quite at home with the locals? Um, well, as I say, we I was I knew that uh, Tandy and uh, the two Oaks family were here, and Jonathan Cousins and a few other people. So when I got here, Ruth actually made a WhatsApp group just for just for us South African uh, brew people, which is quite cool. So we chat every once in a while, and it's quite nice. But uh, being all the way out here, we know we knew nobody, so mm. it's literally starting from scratch, which is also 
not easy, but it's it's nice to kind of start with a clean slate, actually. And the uh, I got to say, the Irish people are the friendliest people on the planet. They are really welcoming to anybody and everybody. So it's been very, very enlightening to see that happen. I didn't expect that to hear that. That's very good, eh? Mm, it's very cool. And I think, I don't know if they particularly like South Africans in general, but I get asked about my accent all the time yeah. and they're very, very interested in where I come from and what happened there. So it's it's kind of cool. You're, you're kind of the fish out of water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Well, send, <laughs> you must send us, uh, send our regards to the, to the beer people in, in Ireland and tell them oh, that, um, yeah, we're rooting for you. We're hoping that you'll settle in nicely and uh, build big empires there. Yeah, well, I think it can only go from strength to strength. I mean, like uh, the excise, which we've got so many problems, historical and modern, um, here you get a 50% cut on the excise and they're very nurturing of, of the artisan market, especially the alcohol market. They seem to, to nurture it and it seems to keep growing, which is very cool. And there's, there's new breweries popping up like they do in South Africa all the time. So people are getting more adventurous and I think the beer drinking population is getting more adventurous too, which is exactly like it was in South Africa. It's mm. just really fun to see and you get to educate them like we're doing our first brew course in two years next weekend and that's 15 people that want to come learn how to brew a Belgian beer and they want to taste through all the different Belgian styles and all of that kind of fun stuff, which is great. Mm. Oh, and we're going to be doing, I don't know when this podcast is coming out because we haven't announced it, but we're going to go do a cola with Wicklow Wolf on the 1st of April. Okay. <laughs> Perfect date. Yeah. Um, so we'll go do a, a, I think we're going to be doing a vit with them and then, and they'll be packaged in their can packaging and then they're going to come and brew with us and that'll be packaged Belgian style with candy sugar and bottle conditioned in our uh, 330ml Belgian style bottles. So it's going to be like a two-way ca- cola, which is going to be really exciting, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I, I like. I always like the collab stuff and gives you like extra magic. mileage. Eh? It really, really does. But you know, that said, I suppose I'm not homesick. But uh, when I'm looking at the Hopperholics group and talking, because I'm on another WhatsApp group with the the Nazis guys and keeping up to up to date with what's happening there and everything, you know, every once in a while I feel that pang of like, oh. How I do miss it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went, family community is difficult to to get anywhere else. I think. Yeah, it is unique. And I popped into Notties the other day on the way to the Berg, and um, it was strange not to see you in your on your <laughs> at your desk. <laughs> <laughs> it feels weird not being there. <laughs> but thanks very much for for talking to us and I'm, I'm glad that you've got a bank holiday after the big uh, big holiday yesterday um, thank you sir I had to go to Stoker's and um, we got handed big hats with Irish logos on it and <laughs> yeah. it makes all the difference to actually be in Ireland on St. Patrick's Day yeah. let me tell you the, 
the vibe is something completely unique to the country. Oh, I'd love to experience that, eh? No, it's so, so, so magic. I see on Instagram that Mexican Brewery has got a whole lot of people that uh, follow, a whole lot of followers from South Africa, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I have noticed that. I think that only happened in the past six to eight months, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> Even from Belgaon. There we go. <laughs> Strange that. <laughs> we'll chat again soon. No, absolutely. Thanks for everything, Holger. And I miss you guys. Thank you for listening to our stories here online. In the show notes, you will also find a link where you can subscribe to become part of our community and be notified when we upload our latest content.